You're listening to the Her Money Matters Podcast, episode 19. Welcome to the Her Money Matters Podcast, the podcast to help you take control of your finances. Join your host, motivational money coach, Jen Hemphill, as she shares with you practical, simple money insights and real-life stories by women like you. Let's get to it. Hey there, it's Jen. I am so excited to have you joining me today from wherever you are listening from, because after all, it's really no fun talking to yourself. Granted, currently when I'm recording, I'm talking to myself and to my dog, Hershey, but I know you're going to be listening, so it makes it all the better, and it's definitely so much better when someone is listening in and getting value about what you're saying. All that to say thank you, and I appreciate you being a listener. I've got an awesome, really spectacular guest today, and I can't wait for you to get to meet her. Let me share with you a little bit about Adrian. Adrian Dorison is a success strategist and money mentor to go-getter entrepreneurs who are looking to make bigger impacts with their potential, their purpose, and their profits. She recently paid off over $45,000 in debt, in student debt that is, in just six months. And not only that, but she also quit her soul-sucking day job for a life of freedom and purpose. She's also the podcast host of the School of Self-Mastery and a passionate dog mom. So you will definitely, I will definitely be asking her all about how she paid uh, that debt off. And I just really, really can't wait for you to meet her. So let's go get to it. Plus, there's a really cool story about how we connected. So let's go meet Adrian, shall we? Welcome, Adrian, to the Her Money Matters podcast. I'm super pumped to have you here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Well, I have to tell you, we just recently connected, but I have to tell you that I'm really loving what you do, what you're about in your Facebook group. I am really, really loving that Facebook group. So if you're listening in and you're in business for yourself, I will definitely put a link to the Facebook group because it's just, it's really engaged. It's, it's a lot of fun. So you'll have to check that out. So I'll be sure to include that in the show notes. But I have to share uh, with you all how we connected really quickly because it's pretty interesting. It just kind of shows the power of social media. I was, I've been just kind of lurking in the Periscope world, if you're familiar with Periscope, and just kind of lurking, seeing what people are doing, because it's, it's just really interested me, interested me. And I was on one of Farnoosh's uh, Periscopes, because uh, we both know Farnoosh, and she had mentioned Adrienne and how she was doing awesome in Periscope. So of course, naturally, I had to go check her out and see what she was doing because I'm always willing to learn. And here we go. She really loves to talk money. So I wanted to have her on the show. So again, thank you so much for being here, Adrian. Thank you. And that's a, that's a great introduction. I love 
my Facebook group. It's a really fun space. So thanks for thanks for saying that. Oh um, no problem. It's and and the Periscope thing is so funny because when I was on Farnoosh's, I mean, I follow, I know Farnoosh. You know, you know Farnoosh, and like. I was just on one of her periscopes, not even thinking. And for someone like Farnoosh to be like, hey, Adrian, I need some tips from you. I knew that people were going to be like, who's this girl? You know, well, naturally, like I said, I was like, well, who is she? I want to know. She's obviously doing something awesome on Periscope. Let me learn. Let me go and see what she's doing out. So are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready to dive in for to the I'm questions? Ready. Awesome. Ready. Awesome. So. Adrian, I know we already know and that you're a rock star entrepreneur. So that is not in question. And, but I want to know about you, the person you're obviously, you are a, a dog lover. You have a dog. So I want to know a little bit more about you on the personal side. Mm-hmm. Personal side. Yes. Yeah. We get to, we get to hear like the, uh, very formal <laughs> intro, but <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a very passionate dog mom. I love, I have two dogs. One, um, I play favorites, I guess. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> Which is so bad, but I'm sure I'm not a real parent of a, of a child, but I'm sure that parents out there, you guys probably pay, play favorites too, and you just can't admit it out loud. Um, but I have a big Bernese mountain dog. He's like the love of my life. Uh, uh-huh. Besides my fiance, I also have a fiance now. Yay, I just congratulations. Yeah. That is awesome. When's the wedding date or have you had uh, that one we- yet? Yeah, we have not set one. We're kind of like, uh, you know, we're just not sure. (laughs) So it takes time. Yeah, we haven't pressured ourselves, uh, to, to set one yet, but we just got engaged a few weeks ago. So it's still weird to say the word. Really? Congratulations then. That is awesome. Thank you. And, um, I, I am a fitness instructor on the side. Like I love working out. I'm a triathlete. Um, So that's like really me in a, in a small nutshell. I'm like a a go getter. I'm high energy morning person. I can tell. I can tell. (laughs) They hate that about me (laughs) or love it. Right. Um, yeah, so that's like a little bit about me. I don't like to cook. <laughs> I can cook eggs or like banana pancakes. That's usually uh-huh. about it. So that's my fiance's uh, so role. So he's going to be doing honor. the cooking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. So, that's- so you know, I, I run the business and he, he cooks. <laughs> hey, it's a partnership. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I love talking about money now just because I recently paid off a lot of debt. I think yeah. people that are... Um, you know, millennials, people like that are kind of mm-hmm. around my age probably can relate to that. Maybe can't relate to paying it all off yet, but that's part of part of me. And I teach um, I teach Dave Ramsey's course, Financial Peace University oh, cool. at, at, our, at our local church. And so that's uh, a really big part of my life, too. So that's kind I of a little know that. personal that's about neat. me. So I definitely want to get the scoop on how you pay that $45,000 student debt in six months. But before before you tell us about that, I want to know how you grew up about around money. So what you grew up hearing, what your parents talked about. Tell us a little bit more about that. Mm-hmm. So I grew up in a um, very dysfunctional household. <laughs> um, I had an alcoholic, abusive mother who is no longer in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry but, to hear that. Yeah, it's actually the best thing that probably ever happened to me just because I think it really made me the person that I am today okay. for sure. Um, but, you know, money was never abundant <laughs> in our home. It was, you know, I, I, she was a single mom and we had... You know, obviously my dad, but 
I lived in Florida and, and the court systems would not allow us to live with my dad for a very long time. And so we lived um, with my mom and it was, it was not a great place to be. Plus there wasn't really a lot of money. And then there was always like the complaint from her that my dad should give her money. Right. So okay. I think that that happens a lot in like split homes is that the other person should give you money um, that she couldn't make it on her own, you know, like she couldn't make the money that she needed. And so that's kind of some money, probably uh, stories that got stuck in my head okay. for a very long time, for sure. And then my dad was um, very commission based and an entrepreneur for a long time. And so his money story, how that kind of impacted me was he made very inconsistent income. And so okay. becoming an entrepreneur, I was like, am I going to be like that? Right. Like, and so he would make lots of money and then he would go through periods where he made no money. So it was like mm-hmm. always like feast or famine. And yep, so I, always, I was just going to say you yeah. took the words out of my mouth, literally. <laughs> yeah. So I always felt like, um, it was never, I never felt really secure financially, but he never tried to. So eventually, um, when I was about 12 years old, my mom, my, my biological mom called my dad one day and just said that he could have us um, and that she didn't want us anymore. And so mm. I ended up living with my dad um, from then on. So from like 12 years old on and mm-hmm. actually never saw my mom again. Wow. <laughs> um, so that's a big, heavy story for your podcast listeners. But <laughs> well, I appreciate you sharing that because you're not alone in this. There's other, there's, and that's the reason for this podcast because there's so many different stories, but there's one person or two people that are, you, you're completely going to resonate with. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the purposes of this podcast. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that and being open yeah. with that. Now let's talk about your student debt. It took you six months mm-hmm. for, to pay off $45,000. Tell us how did you do this? Yeah. So this is the number one question I get, right? So the the math like doesn't even make sense. And this is um, why I like to talk about the intensity that you have versus the math even making sense, because you Mm -hmm. just have to go at it with like really great intensity um, and momentum. uh, Because when I first started it, uh, so I did go through Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University class, which I now teach. And I I always recommend that course to anyone um, who is in debt or just really looking to better understand their finances or things like that. He's a great teacher. Um, and so that was my, that was my starting point. And I really had to make a decision to commit to this because I knew I had the debt. I was paying like minimum payments on it for years and it wasn't going anywhere. Right. Like when you make those minimum payments, it's, it's just the interest is growing faster than you can even keep up with typically right. at that time. Right, so it right. was like a 24 year repayment plan or something like that. And when I, when I got into this relationship with my now fiance, he had no debt and I didn't really want to bring all that into our marriage eventually. And so I, I needed a plan and, and he had been listening to Dave Ramsey for a while. So that was kind of like, um, the, uh, the fire where wow. it start where it started and we took Dave Ramsey's course together and so I really had to make this like 
decision. And so that's what I tell everyone. That was the first step was like really make a, making a decision to commit to this, to not getting mm-hmm. into any more debt and to taking big action to get rid of it. So lots of sacrifice within those uh, six, six months right, uh, to right. start putting, cause I was, I had a corporate job in the beginning. I no longer have that corporate job because of my own business, but in the beginning mm-hmm. I had a corporate job and I just, I had just started the uh, side business, the coaching business okay. that I have now. And so what I was doing, was putting all of the corporate income that I could onto the debt as well as anything that I made in the side business. So it was really about, number one, making the decision. Um, number two, creating a budget. That was like the biggest thing for me was mm-hmm. making creating a budget and the budget system that I used was like a zero based budget so that you're spent spending uh, every single dollar intentionally or not spending it, but putting it in a place. Right. Giving it a job. Yep. Absolutely. And so that's what I did is created a zero based budget. And I, it was, you know, scary at first because I think we avoid our finances a lot. We do. And so when I pulled out like the, okay, three months previous expenses, what was I spending money on? Like I was just like nickel and diming myself to death (laughs) for a very long time, you know, because I was making good income at the corporate job. um, But I wasn't aggressively attacking my debt until I made that decision. And until I created that budget and really saw where my money was going and really telling it finally where to go. So I finally told my money where to go. So creating that budget. Mm -hmm. And then cutting some expenses. So I did cut expenses when I created that budget. And it, you know, it didn't feel super sacrificial the whole six months because I, like I said, I was sort of nickel and diming myself. I was never like a big spender, but it was just like here and there and those things add up. Um, so just being more conscious, like just being much more conscious spender, uh, and really like valuing, that. yeah, valuing the things that I was going to spend money on if I did choose to spend money on them. And that's what I tell people because I think that creating a budget, uh, people are averse to this. Like they don't want to do it and they don't want to like be restrictive of themselves. And it's like, it's not about being super restrictive. It's just about making really conscious choice. I, I want people to spend their money. That's why you earn money, right? Exactly. Um, whether it's now or later, whether you're investing or whether you want to spend some of it now, but be be really conscious of what you choose to spend it on. Do you value those things that you're spending money on? Absolutely. And I would like ask myself that every time I went to purchase something and I was like, no, I don't really need this shirt at Target, right? Right. <laughs> like, which, which is what I was doing to myself before, just like here and there. And so I really tightened down on that budget and then I increased my income. So these were like mm-hmm. the main steps, right? Like made a full decision to do it, created a budget, cut some expenses in different ways, like not lots of eating out. Uh, we don't have cable. I switched my phone provider so I could get a cheaper phone provider. And then I started mm-hmm. increasing my income because you can only cut so much. Exactly. And I'm glad you um, brought that point up because a lot yeah. of people are stuck in, oh, the budget constrains them so much. Mm-hmm. But it's not just about cutting, but looking ways. Okay, how can mm-hmm. you need to bring some income? There's only, like you said, there's only so much you can cut. Absolutely. So I'm glad that you brought that up, that you uh, brought in some more income. 
Yeah, and some people, like, there's certain things that some people are like, I'm not going to cut that. And then I say, okay, that's fine. So then what are you going to do to make that money then, right? Make it somewhere else. (laughs) Like, you can have that. (laughs) You just have to, you know, find a way to afford it. And so I increased my income, you know, first by starting that side business. I had just started my side business, um, the coaching, and I was working a, a lot to build that and grow it. I was also teaching fitness classes at the gym because mm-hmm. I have a certification to do that. And that's not a ton of extra money, but I was just like, I'm going for this workout anyways. Right. So why not make money and teach it? Right. And um, something is better than nothing. Exactly. <laughs> Even if it's like $20 a class, like that's totally fine with me. Right. Cause I'm right. going to go do the class anyways. And, and I enjoy it. And so I think you know, that's a huge thing is like finding hobbies, finding things you're already doing Mm -hmm. and figuring out how to monetize them, even if it's not like this huge business that you want to start because not everyone wants to start a business and that's totally okay. And the other thing I did was I was doing dog sitting because like I said, I love dogs (laughs) and I know that myself, I don't like leaving my dog at like a border, like a, you know, a kennel. Like Mm -hmm. I'd much rather leave them with a person that I know and that they're going to be able to be in their home. And, and so we have a dog sitter. And so I started dog sitting because it was something I loved and I could make pretty good money uh, by just having an extra dog in my house. And once you have one, it's like, what's another, right? (laughs) And I still do this. Like I still dog sit. I still teach fitness classes. Like I still do these things, even though I'm making decent money in my coaching business because I enjoy these things. So why not monetize them too? Right. And I'm thinking, I'm like, I too bad you're not in here, me. (laughs) (laughs) Because we have thought, yeah, sometimes we need someone to dog sit. Uh, We went, um, recently we came back from a trip to Spain. So it was like a two and a half week trip. Uh, and we were, we are rec- we have recently moved here. So it's not like we for two and a half oh, weeks to ask yeah. that favor of someone, or even if you pay it, I was like, Oh my gosh. So yes, he was aborted for two and a half weeks and we felt guilty. Um, but apparently people do it for longer. So yeah, totally. And so it's like, not for everyone, but there is, um, There's two websites that I use and it's kind of like Airbnb, if you've ever heard of that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So the one's called dogvacay.com and the other one's called rover.com. And both of these are like legit websites, just like um, Airbnb, where you can find hosts to host your dog. And they have like- I'm going to check that out. Ratings and stuff in your area. Yeah. So that's a good like resource for people, whether or not they want to have their dogs- be watched or if they want to be a dog sitter i'll definitely put it in the show notes because you just never know you never know so (laughs) awesome well thanks uh for sharing that story and um before we jump into today's content keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal i'll be sharing midway through the show it's something special just for you so it was just basically about conscious spending and increasing your income and obviously making that decision uh, first and foremost is how you basically got rid of $45,000 of debt in six yeah. months. And it's like, um, you know, just I, I'm totally transparent on my numbers because mm-hmm. I think people still see that and they're like, that's crazy unrealistic, right? But I had like, so I, I 
I kind of cleaned out my savings because I was holding on to like $5,000 in my savings in the, mm-hmm. you know, in the beginning of it, just because I think that's kind of what people do. They're like, right. I know I have all these debts, but I can't get rid of the savings. And so I cleaned it out down to $1,000. So I have a $1,000 emergency fund, just like Dave teaches. Mm-hmm. And so I started out, you know, by just like pouring that 4000 on and then everything I made that wasn't going to like my bare minimum expenses, like my food, my shelter, <laughs> my I like keep my phone on and my electricity. Like those were the things I was paying for. Um, very few additional things, right? So getting right. my grocery bill down, not eating out. Like we would eat out maybe once a week or actually maybe it was even less at that time. Um, but my, my fiance, like everyone asked me like, oh, but he was helping you too. I was like, no, he didn't financially help me at all during this, but he, he emotionally supported me. Right, <laughs> right, right. Um, but I just want to make it clear to people like this was my income so that it seems more realistic. Like um, this was just me, but I was paying about $8,000 a month if you work out the math mm-hmm. from my combined corporate plus the money I was making in all those other endeavors, whether it was coaching, uh you know, business coaching, teaching fitness or dog sitting. So all of those things and things like a tax refund, like all the, Mm -hmm. oh, I also, I also sold stuff. Uh, I sold a set of furniture. So I was just like doing anything I could to make as much money as I could. (laughs) And you did it. And congratulations. Cause that's, cause student loans, they, they kill me in a sense. We, we recently also paid off. Um, it was, it was on target for the end of the year and we did it several months ago. Mm-hmm. So it's a great, great feeling. But uh, yeah, the student loans killed me as far as because you said it was a 20 something year yep. term. <laughs> That's almost like a 30 year mortgage, you know, when yeah. mortgages are depending on where you, you live, a hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars, they're financed over 30 years. So mm-hmm. yes, that's it's just crazy. It's just crazy to fathom those mm-hmm. numbers. Yeah, uh, for it student is. loans. It is. And it's a whole generation of people that are like stuck there. So, you know, right. you, you can get rid of this, like do it as quickly as you can. Don't look like, cause I saw something about them trying to extend the plans for even longer. And it's like, but think about it. That doesn't mean you're paying any less. It means you're paying more. You just have to pay less per month. And exactly. It's attractive. The They're going to get the money yeah. somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> Somehow. So now, you know, you've achieved this, which is awesome. And congratulations again. And now the beautiful thing is you have that extra money that you were like really making more money and just hustling to make sure you got the debt and you have that money to do as you please and make sure that it makes it work for you, whether investing, whether uh, re-putting in your business. And that's just beautiful because it's a beautiful feeling to be able to, for that freedom that you have. It was really surreal at first. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, that's awesome. And tell me, what would you say is the best money advice you've received? Um, for me, it's don't uh, spend more than you make. Okay. <laughs> I think that a lot of people um, just use credit and, and think they can afford the payment, but they can't actually afford the thing. And so mm-hmm. we have this like society of instant gratification. And I just advise people. And I think that's the best advice for me that's really changed my life and allowed me to be debt free is don't spend more than you make, you know, like it's a really simple philosophy, but if you don't follow that philosophy, you will never be wealthy. Right. And a lot of, and what people fall under that I see, and I'm sure with you teaching, you see it too, is that 
yes, they spend more than they make, but they don't even know what they're spending. So they're not even clear as to what they're spending, what it looks like in comparison to what they're making. Absolutely. And that's a huge because they don't, they're fearful of knowing those numbers. But like I tell them, you've got to start somewhere. You got to know where you're at to get to where you want to go. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to look at it. <laughs> you have to. You have to. As scary as it yes. may be, but you have to. It's just numbers. They're not coming out to get you. So mm-hmm. for sure. Yes. And what would you say you do well with money? I do well with money. It's mm-hmm. a good question. I would say that I save money really well. <laughs> so okay. even though I had the debt for so long, like I am... Uh, by nature, a saver. Like okay. I, I actually have to kind of not force myself, but I have to like be really sure, which I think is good before I spend. Um, you know, I'm I'm a really conscious spender now, and I think I always have been a very conscious saver. Like I always want to save. Um, like even now, like my my fiance likes to eat out a lot, and I'll be like, oh, well, we can just like make eggs for dinner, and he's like, no, <laughs> because for me, I'm just like I'd rather save the money. Like I've just mm-hmm. always been like my default is save. <laughs> so I think that's a really good default. <laughs> Well, right. And that, that that's how I've, I've been. And my husband, he's the quote unquote spender, uh, even though I fall into that because sometimes I go in these binges uh, mm-hmm. for that. But uh, but it's good. He's been able and you'll you'll see um, that he's been able to balance me out. Mm-hmm. It brings a point where it's you and you get you enjoy your money more instead of um just get stuck on the saving, which I know, and I know you will, and I know you are. So, <laughs> yeah, totally. I think it's nice to have that balance because it's like, yeah, you, you need, like I said before, like I want people to spend their money, right? So I, I need to um, have that person who's like, let's let's go do this, <laughs> you know? Right, <laughs> okay. right. Because you can't take it when you're gone. So exactly. um, you gotta you gotta enjoy life, yes. for sure. And of course, Nat, we know you're a Dave Ramsey student and you teach the Financial Peace University. So the next question, do you are you do you prefer to use cash, check or credit? Cash. Cash okay. is I had a feeling, but I just wanted it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Dave Ramsey fan and and that's a like that's a, a good habit to, to build or it was something that helped me uh, during my debt repayment was mm-hmm. to use Dave's cash system. Um, I will you know, say that I don't use cash all the time anymore now that I'm out of debt just because it's a little inconvenient. But for mm-hmm. that time in my life and for some things, I still like to just have the cash and use the envelope system. But for me, there's, um, it, it helped me reconnect by using physical cash, not just my debit card. Right. Like I don't have any credit cards. Um, and I use my checkbook only for our house cleaner. It's <laughs> the only time I write a check. <laughs> And I just realized that now. Um, but I, I liked the emotional attachment um, to the cash mm-hmm. that I had, you know, when I would go to maybe buy something, you know, we used it mainly for groceries or things like clothes mm-hmm. uh, when I was doing my debt repayment. And 
if anyone out there is trying to repay debt or you know anything like that, I know it's not as convenient nowadays to use cash because you have to go and get it and, and all of that. But right. you will find that you don't spend as much, and this is a proven statistic, um, when you use cash versus when you use a card, even if it's a debit card, like you're still swiping and it's there's no emotional attachment there, so you're just going to spend more. So it was really helpful for me to have to like you won't part with that cash as easily. So I'm a I'm a cash queen. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And of course, now we know you're going to be married. And so how would you, how are your personal finances managed now? You manage your own and how how would you see what do you think is going to happen when you get married? Or have you all talked about that? Who's going to manage? Or is one going to be the bill payer? Are you going to both divvy it up somehow? Tell us about that. Mm-hmm. So that's a good question. Um, for when we get married, we haven't like fully talked about like who's going to manage things, but just from our relationship now, I know that we'll have a joint account. Um, okay. I, I like, you know, knowing that what's ours is ours, uh, no matter who is making it. And I think that's important, especially that I am the main breadwinner. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's important for him to, to know that it's his money too. Um, Love it. Yeah. And so I think that he will be the bill payer for sure. And the investor, he loves to, like, he lo- like he's way better in terms of like investing knowledge and stuff like that. Um, and uh, he's, He's the better bill payer, honestly. <laughs> I don't know what I'll do. I'll just make the money. <laughs> well, that's you know, it's, that's why there's again, that's why there's a partnership. Yeah, <laughs> you can do, I, divvy these things up. <laughs> I'm good at paying my own bills now, but it's not something I enjoy doing. I'm not gotcha. sure if he enjoys doing it either, but he's much more on top of it, I would say, than I am. <laughs> okay, perfect, perfect. Well, I'll help make decisions. <laughs> Awesome. And what would you say is your proudest money moment? Yeah. So my proudest money moment would be when I paid off that debt, when I was able to like really send in that final payment. Um, the final payment was about, I think, 8000 and something dollars. And, mm-hmm. you know, I sent in that final payment and I looked at the account and I was like, yes. it's done. It's done. <laughs> like, I, I actually didn't tell anyone for like a few days because I wanted to make sure it cleared and everything. Because <laughs> like, I honestly like uh, wiped myself clean. As soon as I had enough money to pay that thing off, I wiped my accounts clean. Like I maybe had a few hundred dollars left in there for the rest of the month, which I was totally okay with because I just wanted it gone. Right. Uh, <laughs> but it was a tough month after that. Um, Everyone's like, but you're debt free now. I'm like, yeah, but I don't have any money. <laughs> yeah. And, okay. <laughs> and the craziest thing is that the, the, the people you were paying the student loan to or that were financing your loan, they didn't throw you a party. They didn't say, they're just like, okay, thank you. It's funny how they, uh, for anything, they don't like, woohoo, yes, congratulations. It's just like, okay, thank you. Carry on. Right, I was like, thank you for your payment. (laughs) Like, it wasn't even like, um, I didn't even get a letter (laughs) saying that it was done. Send a card, a congratulations (laughs) card. That's what I say, customer service. Come on now. (laughs) Up your game. They always told me when I didn't pay, so. (laughs) Right, right. I know, right? It's crazy, crazy, crazy. (laughs) So I know we all have this and tell us what would you say is your worst purchase or your worst money spent? Mm, So my worst 
purchase. Um, there's probably so many <laughs> along <laughs> over the years, you know. Um, but I would, I'll just probably have to use a recent one where I knew um, that it maybe wasn't the best purchase for me, and it was it was for um, coaching training. And okay. I'm a I'm a business coach myself, and I had. Um, heard from other people or seen online that this particular coach was amazing and blah, blah, blah. And I had, um, spoken with her and I knew it wasn't a good fit. Like I just kind of knew like that we didn't connect as well as I, I should have. And so for me, it was only the worst purchase because I didn't listen to my intuition. Like mm. whenever your, your gut tells you like, this isn't the best choice for you, even though other people tell you it's a great choice. Right. Um, you should listen to that and you should Definitely. really <laughs> listen into to that gut instinct, that intuition within you and, and whether it's to purchase something or to not purchase something. Right. So at, at that mm-hmm. point I should have listened and not purchased, but there's also been decisions where I didn't purchase something where my gut told me I I should and I was like beating myself up later, like oh, I should have should have bought that, you know. <laughs> no, you you bring up a too. good point <laughs> for sure, because as women we've got great intuition, so we just mm-hmm. need to listen to it for sure. Yeah. So I think it was like a it was a bad purchase. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing bad about the person, you know, but it was a bad purchase for me. For but you. it was like the best lesson I learned because I was like, oh, that's my intuition. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, right. Okay. <laughs> that's great. That's great. And who would you say influenced you the most in the area of money? Um, so personally, my fiance, um, you know, I can say Dave Ramsey because he kind of taught me everything, you know, and, and really gave me that hope and belief. But my fiance really got me on this boat, you know, like he showed me through his actions how to really be good with money, that it was possible for me. And he believed in me the entire That's time. Beautiful. Yeah. And he's I still hope he's listening. Yeah, I hope he's listening, too. <laughs> that is beautiful. Well, I can tell that he's going to be a great partner in your life for sure. Yes, we're excited. That is awesome. <laughs> now, Adrian, I know you know this podcast is all about just making money simple and taking control of it. So how would you finish this sentence? Her money matters because... Because it's her money. <laughs> Good. I like it. I like it. Well, thank you. That concludes our interview, Adrian. Thank you so much for being here. But tell us where is the best place for people to find you and learn more about you? Yeah, so there's a bunch of places, but I'm a fellow podcaster. And that's probably who listens to your podcast is <laughs> people who like podcasts. Um, so my podcast is called The School of Self Mastery. You can search it in iTunes and, and Stitcher and, and find it there. And my website's just adriandorson.com. Perfect. And I'll be sure to include links to those two things in the show notes. So again, thank thank you, Adrian. It's been a pleasure. It's been fun talking to you today. And I will talk to you again soon. Thank you, Jen. It was awesome. Okay, thank you. Didn't I tell you that she was spectacular and just absolutely fabulous? I hope that you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed chatting with Adrian. There's really certain people that you feel connected. You know that feeling on so many levels. And Adrian is just that one of those people for me that we really truly connect on those levels, especially the 
her philosophy on money, and all those things are just so in alignment uh, with how I feel and, and how I do things. So it's just awesome. One takeaway slash reminder that she had mentioned uh, was about listening to our intuition. As I mentioned when we were chatting, was that as women, we're just naturally just built to have a great intuition. But whether we listen to it is really another story. And I think a big part of that is that when it comes to money is just feeling overwhelmed and that overwhelm tends to fog up our vision and doesn't really allow us to see things for what they are. And nine times out of 10, this comes from just not having that clarity around our finances. One way to clear that up, that fog is just really by grabbing that jumpstart your money mini guide that I have made for you as my free gift to you. It will help you get the clarity. It will help you take the action that you need without ever overwhelm. So you can, you finally use that intuition that you have is just being covered up so you can make some great financial decisions. It's super easy to grab. Uh, the mini guide, just text the word mini guide to 33444. Of course, please don't do this when you're driving, operating a vehicle. Again, you can text the word mini guide to 33444. So that is a wrap for today. I really want to thank Adrian for being with us and being so transparent and sharing such a great story. Uh, be sure uh, to just check out the show notes uh, to find out on where to find Adrian and the different links. I'm also going to include the links uh, for those of you that are looking for dog sitters or possibly looking to be a dog sitter just to add some more income. Uh, to your finances. So I'll uh, include those where to find Adrian and so forth. So you can find that at jenhempill.com forward slash 19 as an episode 19. That is jenhempill.com forward slash 19. And don't forget to text the word mini guide to 33444 just to grab your jumpstart your money mini guide. So I Thanks again for joining and I will talk to you next Thursday.